This is Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a podcast where I celebrate my favorite romantic books, TV shows, movies, and talk in detail about why I love them so much, without embarrassment or shame. Mostly. This is Poppy, and this episode is all about the sex positivity. Easy, the overnight, and the intimacy experiment. Okay, so this episode is not suitable for work, or children, or if you don't enjoy explicit talk about sex and romance. Okay, fasten your seatbelts. Ready? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that may be. Let's talk about sex. Well, I mean, I don't think it's because of the money. I mean, it's because... What are you talking about? Oh, nothing. You would like this. No, don't even... Mm -hmm. She would hate this. No, no, I read a study. And it said, couples who observe more gender normative roles have more sex. You read an article. What is gender normative role? What is that? What are Stereotypically classical uh, male and female tasks in the home, such as the male being the primary breadwinner and the wife cleans the house yeah. and does the dishes and takes care of the kids. Yes. What, that they have people that do that? more and better sex. More and better. That's totally measurable. It's fun. I am talking about a study. About the study? Yes. Hey, babe, but is this just because he study. doesn't want to do hear any this. housework? I mean... Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out. This is what, 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 what the point of, of, of all of... Aspects of the study may benefit personal desires of mine, but the fact remains, according to this, at least if I was doing less laundry and less dishes, we would be having more sex. Who did they pull in, in this? Exactly. They studied people. But Just do you not see how deeply not about sexist sex. this is? Yeah. That is, it's, it's true. That's it's not, not about, about sex. sex. That's, that's a man feeling like somehow he's lost his power because his wife is making more it's money. It's coming from her side. Yeah, but if... She's happier, but less likely to want to no, have sex. Not, no, maybe not. Our if you feel emasculated exactly if you feel emasculated because you don't go to work and you're staying home and doing the dishes like you can't take it out yeah. on your wife and then Which blame her the for not wanting to fuck you or exactly. something but you're saying Excuse that the women French. said that they are less likely to want to fuck the guy if they're making more money than the man ah, bam no okay I yes disagree. it's got to be about more than that yeah. if i don't want to fuck you i don't care how many dishes you do or don't do or how much yeah. laundry you do or don't do there's something else missing that's yeah, why i don't want to agree i grew up in a pretty religiously conservative household i went to catholic schools and church every sunday This church has, mm, shall we say, traditional opinions about gender, sexuality, the role of women in society, premarital sex, being gay, dot, dot, dot. I didn't exactly subscribe to any of those views, ever. My thinking about appropriate intimacy, I'm doing air quotes right now, acceptable relationships, good sex and love has only shifted and expanded as I grew up, thankfully. It's all because of the life experiences I've had, the people I've gotten to know, and because I told that judgmental voice to sit down and shut up. 
and it's a lot because of all the sex-positive romances I've read. What I want out of the media I consume now has expanded to, I want more movies and TV shows that present a range of sex and age-positive viewpoints, especially non-PIV sex and intimacy, asexuality, art with that, so what are you into? Respect, the it's about minds and hearts, not parts, philosophy. Romantic movies and rom-coms don't usually do that mind-expanding thing for me like romance novels. But then I saw the TV series Easy. This is the Netflix anthology series from 2016 that ran for three seasons. It features a large cast of characters in many situations around love, sexuality, and relationship. It's created by Joe Swanberg, who is known for his work in the mumblecore film movement. I'll put a link in the show notes because this is a really, really interesting thing. It's like a naturalistic, improvisational, almost sometimes documentary style of filmmaking that usually explores sex and relationships. It can feel like one big, amusing, honest, and informative group therapy sesh, which is not a bad thing for me. I'm all over that. This month, we're going to be talking about redefining our relationships. Um, I think for me personally, I've been going through this really weird stage where I've been like cutting a lot of people off. Well, to be honest, I'm like the cutoff queen, right? Like that's my that's my go-to. Whenever there's conflict, whenever I don't like something, I'm just like, all right, you're out of my life. I think that being able to exist on a spectrum, the same way that sexuality or preferences can exist, um, can only make a relationship stronger because you're yeah. able to be as in it or as out of it as you want to be. You can only be let down if your expectation isn't agreed to, you know? Like if you're always looking for that same thing, you might be let down. How do you figure out where to set your boundaries then if you... To me, like the expectations and the projection, like that's a really fine line. Just being able to find like a common ground and being willing to listen and learn that person because it's not always comfortable. And we have to realize that like, I don't know, people aren't always brought up the same way you are. So mm -hmm. you sometimes yeah. have to get out of your comfort zone. You know, once you get into a relationship, just letting the relationship dictate the expectation. If you're spending all this time with someone, I think you can expect more of them. You can expect that, yeah. that quality time. You can expect them showing up, that accountability, yeah. and not having like a label have to dictate how much right. expectation right. you have. You just want experiences with people. We put Some characters are recurring, but most of the episodes are standalone. It's fictional, but the improvisational feel and style of it, it just feels a little on the edge, like very little is off limits. It's all presented as, this is just life. It's okay and acceptable, whatever we're talking about, which of course it is. See my episode, Choose Your Own Trope Adventure, for more on this. The article that you were saying you read, I wrote about having a gangbang fantasy. Yeah. And, yeah. and then women are, like, angry about the fact that you acknowledge you have a rape fantasy yeah, yeah. because they want to pretend you don't have a rape fantasy. Well, no, 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 no. But the other thing is, it's like, stop judging other people's fantasies. Like, that's thought police shit, right? Like, yeah, I definitely feel like I'm increasing your libertarian. You don't have to agree with me. <laughs> no, I do agree with you. I would love to write something for you because 
as we were talking about, it's easier to put these words in the mouth of a character than to say them myself. Do you know what I mean? It's safer, especially yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, hold on tight. Andy and Kyle, a playwright, met in college. They've been married for years and have kids, and as they've gotten older, their sex life has gotten stale. Yoo-hoo! Hi there, Mr. Handyman. Well, ma'am, I, uh... Thanks for coming by. (laughs) What? What is that voice you're doing? It's so fake. I'm a professional theater actor, okay? This has to feel real. Oh, my God. What? Come on. First of all, I'm a, I'm a construction worker, right? So why am I fixing your sink? Construction workers don't come into people's homes. Because you're my neighbor to... and you're, one of, you're, a, you're, you're helping me out. Because I'm a hot lady and you want to get in my pants. So I'm doing you a favor or are you hiring me for this? You're doing me a favor. Okay. How long have you lived next door to me? Ten years. Great, thank you. Are you ready? Yep. Hi, neighbor. Hi. So nice to have you around. <laughs> have a man around. Of course, no problem. Fixing things. Sure. My husband's been out of town for some... Oh, my God, is this Trevin? I'm so sorry, honey. I have to get this. Seriously? So they decide to spice things up and try an open marriage. With the kids, the logistics, and feelings, it all isn't easy to manage. And then there's this. I read the study. What I want to know is the reason that I don't want to have sex, because I'm seeing him do the dishes and clean, clean. Would I be more into, would I be like turned on if he was chopping wood or being manly? Am I going to be all fired up and want to do it? Or is this because we're 15 years into a relationship his libido, any guy who's going to be turning 40s, he can't help it. Like, his cock doesn't get rock hard. It's not like, who wants to fuck like a medium hard cock? It's, I just, I, I knew that cock when it was 20. It's, it was a very different, all right, call me back. Just, just call me back. Malin Ackerman and Orlando Bloom play a married couple who decide to try a slightly different angle with their toddler's music teacher who finds their profile on a dating app. Well, like, this isn't a trap. This is like, no. I love you. You know I love you. And, like, I don't need anything else. I'm so happy. And I love you, too. It's not like that at all. I don't know. I just think that it might be kind of fun and... Post baby spice. Post baby spice. <laughs> I think we can do it because we're solid, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. So solid. So what Wait, do you mean? So what did, what, so what? she swiped you? What, how no, is this, okay, so, what, did, okay. what happened? She, she basically just said, is it is it legit or is mm. it a social experiment? And I just kind of went, a little bit of both. Question mark, question mark. Nice. And then she just sent some emoji. Uh, yeah, what was the emoji? Two girls and a guy. No. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just kind of did a thumbs up. So I don't really know if it's 
Easy also features a lesbian couple of different ages who struggle when one partner wants to perform burlesque. Another character is a sex worker who keeps it secret but impulsively tells a good friend about it. She listens and asks the questions that we all probably have. Fair enough. I was hoping that we could not have too much touching. Okay. I, uh, I have a girlfriend. Okay. Um, and I, I can't cheat on her. So I was kind of hoping, you know, like, it's going to sound so, okay. I, I watch porn and, you know, that's not cheating. And yeah. so I was kind of hoping this could be like porn, but like in real life, like IRL porn, <laughs> you know? I can make that happen. All right, yeah. I, I don't usually tell people this, but I feel like you're non-judgmental or that you are judgmental, but like in the right way. <laughs> but um, I'm basically a hooker. Yeah. Your, wait, you, reveal. You're, you're, <laughs> 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 Digest. Yeah. I um. Is it? Do you have an agency? Are you working through an agency or? Are you... No, I'm independent. Okay. So I make all the money is myself. Uh, I worked in an agency for a couple of months, and I immediately was like, "This is crazy," because they take half of the money. Yes. Yeah. So why am I paying some creep? And how are you safe? Doing, you know what I mean? Like, how do you vet people? How do you vet people? Yeah. So there's an unexpected system of support within the industry of girls, so I don't see any people who don't have references of other people who they've seen. Does that make sense? So, like, if, yeah. a, if a guy wants to see me, he emails me, and he's like, oh, I want to make an appointment with you, and I'm like, okay, do you have any references of other girls you've seen? And then he would send me their sites so that I can see that they're real people, and then I email them directly and say, like, have you seen Ted? And then they're like, yeah, he's 35, and he's safe. And he's and... not an axe murderer. Right, literally, yeah. Or they'll be like, yes, but beware, yeah. he's like, really overweight. Like, here's the thing about Ted. Yes, exactly. And it's really cool. <laughs> Ted. <laughs> Ted. Everyone knows a Ted. <laughs> Yes, you're like blowing people, but you're also just being like, tell me about your like problems. Like, what's like the thing right. with your divorce? Like, oh, that sounds so crazy about your job. What about the stock market? Yeah. I know so much about the stock market. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you mean it though when you say it? Like, I imagine that you would be genuinely comforting. Are you? Yeah. Or, or do they say like, you're cold? <laughs> no. I'm not cold. I mean, that's that's the amazing thing about the way that sex workers are portrayed in the media, film, and stuff is that they're always these like, cold, robotic monsters. Like, in order to fuck people for money, you have to just be like an emotionless yeah. robot person. But the reality is that the most successful sex workers are the opposite because they have to make someone feel like good. Now, do men, have you told men that you're dating? It doesn't go over well. <laughs> Her friend, Annabelle, played by Jane Addams, gets drunk one night with an old friend, a middle-aged comic book writer played by Mark Maron, and she sleeps with him. The morning after becomes awkward in such a relatable way when you're past 35, and it's not about pretense and looking good, but just being tired and hangry and wanting to go home. And I need orange juice. Are you thirsty? I, I just drink like a gallon of water. Like, I feel like I, I can't, I don't think I can eat right now, but my head's like no, in this it. thing. What the fuck am I gonna do about this? I'm not sure what you're gonna do. It's a kind of a 
It's a it's a bad situation, but I it's gonna work out. Where are you going? Seriously, where? I'm no, I'm just stewed. What? I'm starving. All right. I'm, I'm, I would go, but I'm just, I'm not going to be good conversation. I'm not, I'm just, of course I'm not. completely. Look, we're going to, we'll talk, but it's not a big deal. What's right? not a big deal? That we slept together. I I'm not even thinking about that. I didn't I, think it was a big deal. Well, clear, huh? I don't either. All right. I just, I've lost a penny. What kind of shoes are those? They're penny loafers. No, they're not. They're like sneakers, platforms. Don't shoes. criticize what? me right now. Have you, I'll get my you purse. A... I got it. Hold on. Oh, God. All right. Yeah. You're so, right though. Uh, wait. Uh, you're wait. You're all right. Look at me. Are you all right? Dude, I'm fine. I'm all right. I'm fine. I'm okay. Yes. Wait. Do I look? What? Hey, we we can absorb this. You know what I mean? I love you. It's I fine. I love you too. I just don't want to eat breakfast. I I get it. I'm just starving. You know. Fuck it. Have... Fuck it. Do you want me to come? No, I have a blood I'll shirt. fucking come. I actually just want to be by myself. No, you wait. Hey, hey. No. Are you all right? Bye. After the music teacher from the threesome babysits for her divorced friend, she realizes how much she wants a family of her own, so she offers to help co-parent her friend's daughter. Oh, I love found family. And since a husband isn't going to come knocking on her front door, she goes out with every person who contacts her on that dating app for one month. But then she finds a great guy at work, and things get complicated. Oh, you all right? Uh, yeah, no, I'm good. I just, um, I'm late for this thing. You got plans? Um, well, I have a, a date. You have a date? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I oh. it's a second date, actually. Um, you still doing the saying yes to everyone thing? Yeah, just for uh, until the end of the month, but I, um, I actually had said yes to him, like, even before you and I went on our first date. Oh. Um, so I just, yeah. Um, but I, I had a, a really great time. I, I'm so sorry. I, 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 I have to tell you, I, I just want to, I, I met somebody and, um, it's like sort of unexpected and I, I actually, um, I just think it's, it's, uh, feels really different with, with, uh, him and I just don't feel like I am being fair in having a date with you right now. I'm so sorry. I, dinner's on me. I, I just wanted to be upfront and tell you that and I'm, I'm really sorry, but, uh, you're, you're so nice and, and I, I, your book sounds awesome. Like met a guy today or well uh a, cu a couple days ago and then we uh had a, a brunch date today okay and then that is why i was uh late what i love most about this show is how the characters explore their needs and fantasies and desires without judging themselves or others their feelings are complicated nothing is simple they mess up but they keep talking and trying. I think the open, the uh, having the conversation to me makes me feel like it's not taboo and it's not, and that I'm not perverted and that like I can, that I'm not trapped. And I don't want to trap you.
I'd like to continue figuring out being together. The Overnight is another exploration of these complicated feelings. It's a movie about two married couples who meet at their kids' playground and decide to spend a family-friendly evening over pizza. Until they put the kids to bed upstairs, grab the baby monitor, and get drunk and stoned. They spend the entire night exploring and discussing pansexuality, monogamy, swinging, different ways of being married, and then all of them end up in bed. The cast takes it completely seriously. They maintain this earnest tone that is completely real and unironic, which is why you don't feel pervy watching it. You want my advice, Emily? Yeah. You need to create your own space. One that is only yours. Mine? Mm-hmm. Is this bedroom. And Kurt's okay with that? He's okay with all the girly stuff in here? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> this isn't Kurt's bedroom at all. No, this is my bedroom. Oh, I'm sorry. I just assumed that you guys were... It's totally fine. You know, it, it all started with him taking too much time in the bathroom, and then I couldn't sleep with his breathing noises, but it's... It's all for the best. I love it. You love it. Mm. So you sleep in here alone? This bedroom is mine. It's only mine. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I do in my bedroom that no one needs to know about. And what, what does this mean? I get Charlotte now? So me and Charlotte? Is that cool? No. Is that why you showed us that weird video of you showing your tits to us? We like huh? you both very much. Is that much, what this is? But we, we didn't want this to be weird. Oh, you didn't want it to be weird. No. Oh, okay. My mistake, because they, you're right, this isn't weird. This is fine. So, now that it's not weird, honey, why don't you lay down? You have to take your clothes off. Wait, what do you want, missionary? Just do it right here. You know, Kurt, why don't you get out your big old cock and just okay. shove it right in her? That's How enough. about that? That's you enough. You don't have to do circles anymore, hon, because it's big. He doesn't want see- her, Alex. He wants you. The romance novel that inspired this entire episode is The Intimacy Experiment by Rosie Dannon. It's a story about a bisexual porn star named Naomi who gives up her performing career, goes back to school, and starts Shameless, an inclusive sex positivity education website. She meets Ethan, a smart, hot rabbi in his mid-30s at a teaching conference. He is so struck by her that he begs her to give a seminar about modern intimacy at his struggling synagogue. He needs to attract new congregants, especially young congregants, or he could get fired. They plan the seminar, and Ethan is more and more attracted to Naomi. She's into him, too, but she's sure he wouldn't be interested in someone like her. He's a former high school science teacher, and he thinks she couldn't possibly be attracted to someone like him. Oh, this trope. The seminar takes students through attraction, dating, sex, and commitment, 
and Naomi and Ethan start moving through the stages themselves. The gentle, positive exploration of life experiences, sexual desires, without reservation or judgment, and whatever shape those desires take is so beautiful and refreshing in this story. It's unlike any romance I've ever read. And if you like stories that represent the spectrum of human sexuality and sex positivity, don't miss it. Well, I feel shame-free and emotionally freer already, don't you? If you enjoy this podcast, I hope you'll consider clicking share from your podcast app or following me or telling a romance-loving friend about it. You can find show notes with links to what I've been babbling about at confessionsofaclosetromantic.com. A special hello to all of my listeners across the beautiful continent of Africa. I'm so glad you're here. And until next time, wishing everyone plenty of shame-free romance.